What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you. You're listening to the Jersey Cool. Hey everybody! What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. And today our guest is one that is very near and dear to my heart. My mini-me herself, Molly. Say hi to everybody. Hi. Molly has been a horror guru for the past almost 11 years. And she's joining us today for a very special episode on what we thought was a Christmas movie, but then we quickly realized it was not. Sorely, sorely mistaken, because everybody knows that the OG Gremlins movie it's is a Christmas it's movie. a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it came out in the summertime, and it was never intended to be a Christmas movie, but anybody that has any sort of culture knows mm-hmm. it's a Christmas movie. Gremlins 2... Um, not so much. Not so much. In fact, I based on Kate's story, I think it takes place in February. Yeah, because you kept telling me it was going to be a Christmas movie, but it never was. That's true. Yeah. And like so many things in life, honey, I lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, Molly, first of all, tell us a little bit about your reaction to the film. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I can see you get a little bored towards the end there. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah? It, it just wasn't... It just didn't hold. Without the gremlins, there were plenty of gremlins. I would argue. No, like at the end. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were over it. You didn't want to see the 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 fourth act. That's fair. The denouement, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I for one appreciate a good a good a good good wrapping up. Yeah, a good you know ending. Me too. I want to see where everybody's going, how they're been. You know. So Molly, tell me a little bit more importantly about the candy slash food you choose to eat when you indulge in a movie like this one. Well, I need candy like with chocolate, and then I need like Mm -hmm. sweeter, like a lollipop. Mm. Mmm. I I get you on that one. I like a little. I like a little like gummy. Because then I have to, like, depend on my mood. I, that's fair. Yeah, throughout the movie, your mood will change as depending yeah. on what's going on. No, I, I, pull, I do the move that you did. I'll need some candy. I like the salty sweet. And then yeah. you move to popcorn. I am here for, like, the salty, crunchy something. Mm. And then a nice little sweet treat to go with it. Oh, yeah. See, I like a little, like, a gum, like a sour gum. You know I love those gummy worms. Sour gummies or something. And then chocolate to, to cleanse yeah. the palate during yeah. a good movie watch. Yeah. 
So ladies, I guess the first question that jumps to mind for me is which one's better, one or two for you? Oh, that's no question that the first one. Yeah, definitely. Really? All right. Are you, you, you favor two over one? I don't know. I think they're such different movies. We talked about that, how the vibe was yeah. so, so drastically different. Yeah, like when you think about the first one and like the iconic scenes that jump out at you, like the movie scene where they're watching uh, Snow White, like the scene where they're eating all the ca- they're at the bar and they're yes. all doing all their nutty shit. Like, the, I think those scenes were so powerful and so somehow both warm and ominous. Whereas in this one, everything's just so batshit that at yeah. some point it, it just stops being... The gremlins were like way more Yeah. Crazy. Oh my gosh, so crazy. Yeah. They were, they were, what did we say? They were malicious. A little bit more malicious. Meaner, yeah. I mean, you know, keep in mind, in the first one, I mean, when they went after Billy's mom... They did try to kill that her. Was, that, was some, that was some shit. But yeah. But, like, this one, yeah, like, they just seemed to be more malicious. And honestly, like, this second one, first of all, it had kind of, like, a sterile feel to it. Like, it just didn't have that, like, mm-hmm. little... I, you know, it's set in the city. The first one was in the small town. Like, I don't know if the small town vibe was taken away so much, like, if that's what I'm looking for, but... I think that this is definitely a tough watch for somebody Molly's age because this movie relied so heavily on, at the time, like for 1990, like pop culture references. Yeah. Somebody that's like, you know, Molly, you're watching this today. You don't get those pop culture references because we were your age when this movie came out. Yeah, short short of the making fun of Donald Trump. <laughs> so few of their which she gets. Yeah, I, I think like she didn't get the Hulkamania. Like yeah, she didn't know she the Hulk Hogan. Yeah, is, exactly. It's, it's really tough because it is so heavily based on pop culture references from that from, from 1990. From 1990 <laughs> that, that it does. I don't think that that truly translates today because you know, yeah, like who's Hulk Hogan? <laughs> She's covering her notes. I was trying to read her notes over her shoulder. Um, all right, so this one takes place, this one, 1996 years after the first one. It took a while to get this one made. And apparently Joe Dante really didn't want to come back for Gremlins 2. He insisted upon having full freedom. And for better or worse, <laughs> it's in the movie. He got full freedom. Now, Christopher Columbus was, here's what I think. I think a lot of the heart, that the Christopher Columbus magic of the first one is gone. Yeah. And so that's that sterileness you were talking yeah. to. Because Christopher Columbus, of course, is busy with Home Alone during this at this mm-hmm. moment. And so instead, they, they just kind of... And I think it's felt. I think, Molly, as you just watched Home Alone last Did night. Did you say Christopher Columbus? Chris Columbus. The guy, like, the, guy, the guy who wrote Home Alone and... What about the guy that saved the boat? No, those are two different guys. Two different guys. But yeah, they had the same name. I To be fair, I don't think his name is Christopher Columbus. I think his name is Chris Columbus. I just... But same guy. Yeah, same guy. Not the same guy, incidentally. Um, so uh, there's there's just a, a, not a whole lot to unpack in this film, but there is a lot of fun stuff to talk about. So what do you guys, where do you guys want to jump right in? The tour guide's hats were <laughs> definitely something. Well, actually, it's funny you bring up the tour guide's hats because one of my biggest gripes with this film is the fact that now they've all, they've left their small town. Mm-hmm. They've gone on to the big city. Mm-hmm. He is an art architect, right? Like a graphic designer. Yeah, I think he's, he's a graphic in, designer. Right. He's in the art department. Definitely got a, definitely has a jury under his belt. Definitely the breadwinner. She's a tour guide. 
Like she's like you said, she's a page girl. <laughs> like, and and I I think it's just typical. There's a lot of moments in this movie that in 1990 were fine, but in 2021 you're like, Ey. but does it? I mean, listen, you're where the lens you're you're looking at it with, right? But again, my first and biggest concern is this idea that if the world is not ready for Mogwai, why just keep it sitting around? Why just keep? Why not bury Gizmo in the like a, a village somewhere where the population's like thirty? That's my first question. Why not make the Mogwai harder or put a wetsuit on it? Some sort of protective bubble. Just a, right. Just put it in some sort of cage where it can't get wet. Well, they could have just killed it. <gasps> you were just killed, Gizmo. Uh, yeah, because wow. it causes danger if it's like. You're, buddy, you're not wrong. That's the practical way to look at this. At the end of the day, Gizmo is nothing if not a liability to the universe. And as we've discussed while we were watching it, you know, in the first one, we make allowances for his behavior. But in this one, you know, we're going to victim blame Gizmo. Just a little bit. Yeah, because just a little bit. There were so many instances where if he would have just stayed put like he was We're told. Done what he was told. Right, you done know? the right thing. Like, Billy was trying to keep him safe. And he's like, buddy, just stay just put don't in move, this drawer. Right. And then Kate's going to come pick you up, mm -hmm. and we will figure our shit out. Gizmo has to get out. Mm -hmm. Gizmo sees that water is coming toward him, and, you know, just run. And now I get it. Like, he kind of ran, and he didn't realize it was going to come from above. But regardless, like... No, he 100% puts himself in that position. You really need to be thinking about the future, Gizmo. And that's something he was not doing. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> And again, I, not to, right, in the first movie, he, he feeds them. And no, if somebody puts a plate of delicious fried chicken in front of me at midnight, I'm eating it. I can't blame him in that one. In this one, I think he willfully breaks, like, he willfully puts himself in a position where he's going to become a, 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 you know, build more mogwais. The other thing I don't fully get is the evolution of them. Like, I guess, and again, we spoke about this while we were watching. How does a gremlin become a gremlin? Where did Gizmo come from? So a mogwai gets wet or eats. It produces more mogwais, correct? Yeah, when it gets wet. But then the, mo the mogwais that are created then create gremlins. Right, so... How does so this work? It seems to me that like the whole don't get them wet thing, the get them wet thing is when a mogwai is going to like pop out other little mogwai. It then seems that to go from that mogwai to gremlin, you have to eat. Yeah. I guess it's kind of like a warning. Like, if you do something bad in, like, school, and they <laughs> give you a warning, like, Right, stop. the mogwai is the warning. Right. If you do it again, then, you know, you're going to get in trouble. That's a really good analogy. Yeah, you're yeah. just evolving through the stages. And again, like, why are the mogwais that come from Gizmo so shitty? Because, like... They're all assholes, right? Like, yes. I'm sorry, pardon my language, honey. They're all jerks. And they, they're all knuckled, not nice people. They're not. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I can't help but wonder why. Is it because... Now, presumably, Gizmo was born of a mogwai somewhere who got wet or fed, right? Right. We never get into any of the lore. No. So it's like, I mean, is it a situation where like when... Two mogwai meet each other and fall in love and want to have a baby mogwai. They right? Know, do they just get wet? Do they reproduce in another way, or is the get wet and make little poppables the only the other way, way? Is that reproduction for them? Yeah. Such a good question. How's the first mogwai created? 
Well, that's such a good question because let me ask you this. How was the first person created? Who knows? Right? What came first, the chicken or the egg? That's right. Think about it. Was there an egg or was there a chicken? I don't know. Exactly. Such is the the many paradoxes of of existence, hon. And so speaking of paradoxes, I don't understand. I got to be honest with you. One of the things that makes me the angriest about this, this movie series is because somebody should have thought of this right in the in the writer's room the whole no feeding them after midnight thing is so stupid because technically every time every hour of the day is after midnight yeah and we talked about time zones right and And they say it in the movie what happens if he gets something in his teeth and he swallows it after midnight when he's asleep the like none of that makes sense it would make it would have been such an easy fix too you could have been like you can't feed them during the dark hours Right? Yeah. Something something silly like that. Also, if they can't be out in the sunlight, how, like, are they all intelligent beings? Like, are they able to rationalize and talk? Because their, left, their broad range of intelligence also is a paradox to me. Yeah, some of them talk. Some of them don't. Some of them they're, are practically human. And they're, they're all like, snappy dressers. <laughs> they are very like, snappy. Some of them love a good theme, which I respect because I do too. Yeah. And why only one female? Why only genetically speaking? I loved her though. Yeah, let's talk she about had her. Like that party city wig. <laughs> the party city the wig. Straight out of the bag. She didn't even brush it. She didn't even put it on her wig, the little wig holder, and make it. She's <laughs> a party she's, city wig. Just, Agreed, but she, she was fabulous though. Like, right. Well, here's my question. And again, you you guys know me. I am so for all people to just be themselves. Was she, did she identify as female or is biologically, was she a female or a male? Is she trans? I don't know. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm curious here. The scene at the end when she comes up, she's She's biologically got boobs. She got, she got gremlin boobs. But did she, and she has those all along, correct? Mm -hmm. So she is biologically a female. Yeah. She's just, and you know what, 1990, maybe it's maybe it's Maybelline because she's got that red, red lipstick. She's got that blue eyeshadow. She looks like a, a 90s woman in New York City. She nailed it. I don't know if you, I mean, growing up in that area, I can categorically say if you went to like the Bronx or Brooklyn, that's how most women looked. So, so the way you can tell it was the uh, Party City wig. The Party City wig. Literally. But why a Party City other- wig if she's biologically a woman? Gremlin. Any other gremlin. She's still not over gender. Some of them were wearing like dresses, you know, but they didn't She's have right hair. Here. So she, because she had, maybe that's it. Maybe she went to the party city within that little strip mall, which and, there could have been one. And she got the wig. And she got the wig because she was a female. You're right, because at one point with the Phantom of the Opera, there's a, a gremlin yeah. dressed as a woman, but he has no other biological. You're right. They don't have little BBs or JJs, so we don't know what they are. And they certainly don't wear pants. They don't. So we would see. I shouldn't say some of them, right? Some of them. And when the one flashes, they got. They are Ken and Barbie. They really are. Yeah. So it's like, who knows the gender? I wonder if she's also Ken and Barbie. She wear dresses. We don't know. We don't know. Man, there's so guys. There's just every layer. I just want more and more questions about. The other thing is, Greta had Kim K lips. Yeah. She did have Kim K lips. You think those were natural? I don't want to talk smack about her, but I don't... Guys, she might have to work on in the Trump Tower. I mean, the <laughs> Clap Tower. <laughs> she might have some work done in between. I don't judge. You do you, girl, but you're right. She did have Kim Galen. And I don't know, maybe a little booty to go with it. I couldn't yeah. see. I couldn't tell. Um, 
Lally, those are some really funny notes. Good job, buddy. Can we talk about Christopher Lee? What the fuck is he doing in this movie? <laughs> it makes me so sad to know that you read that like he wanted to play a goofy character. He did. He wanted to like lean and in and be Dante silly. And Dante was like, nope, you need to be Christopher Lee. Yeah, like, yeah. Let apparently. the man break the mold. Out of all movies to break the mold in, the, who let cares? Break the mold right? in this one. Bonkers. Molly, do you know who that is? Do you recognize him from anything? The guy who played like the mean guy in the laboratory. Yeah, the same time. I have no clue. Yeah, fair. He is like a pretty famous like seventies and eighties horror star, and he always he was in like Hammer film, like not, but like he was in like yeah. a lot. And in the in the modern times, he's known for like the Lord of the Rings movies and all these other. Ro- he always plays like scary dudes though. I feel like you would know his voice from a cartoon probably more than you would know his face in a movie because I know that he did a lot of voice work. Yeah, that's very true. Stuff. He did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Look yeah, right that's now, actually a good. I feel like that's you would know him as a voice actor over <laughs> being um in a, in a movie. Let me. Say. But yeah, like what a sin that they like that Dante wasn't just like yeah, man. You know what? This movie's batshit. Go for it. Like you do you with this role. To be fair, he's very Christopher Lee, and I think again, I think this movie's. All about sat- satirizing? Is that the right word? S- satirizing? Satirizing itself. And also being just like one pop culture wink nod after another. Like you noticed uh, the original Gomez Adams, like the, the 80s pop stars, the all the just ridiculous cameos, the wink nods to the old movie. I will say one of my favorite parts is where she starts to tell the story about President's Day. And he's like, honey, I, I don't think this is the time <laughs> because I do think that the fact that the movie is able to laugh at itself is great. I have to say, there was Mogwai in the beginning mm-hmm. on drugs <laughs> and they Maybe around the table looked like they were legit pole dancing. <laughs> it like, did look like they were pole they dancing. They were under a table. Under a table. You're right. I just, oh, I think you're right. And you're right. They they struck me as maybe a little special needs or uh, drugs. I can't tell which one. Here's my theory why. They all come from the same gremlin. So there's some genetic cross yeah. mutation that's not and good for anyone. With the He's my favorite. Like <laughs> you were <him>. really. <laughs> He does look like me, either when I'm eating or apparently sleeping, according but to you. Like, the one with the buck tooth, with the buck tooth. He doesn't look like me. I thought for sure you'd tell me that one looks like me. As a um, gremlin. Mm-hmm. Really kind of scared me. Like, Agreed. I hated the teeth. It was like. I agree. See, for me, the gremlin that always scared me as a kid was the spider one. Hmm. No? That one didn't scare you? Yeah, this actual spider did, but the gremlin was. <laughs> No, the spider crab that always creeped me out. The other scene that always creeped me out when I was your age, and I watched this movie ironically when I was your age, exactly, was um, the the uh, the scene at the end where they're all like melting. That always scared me too. Because in the first movie, do they die? Do they show them all dying? I think so. Yeah. Why do mom, I? Why do I not remember? Dispatches one in the microwave. Yeah. One in the juicer. Okay. Um. And Molly's then, eating peanut butter cup, so forgive forgive the wrapper. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we definitely see them dying. Okay, for some more. reason, like, it's so in, much more goopy in this so one. Yeah, I think they're definitely more goopy. In yeah, this like one. they're so, just gross. Looking up Christopher Lee stuff, I thought he did a lot more, and maybe I'm just looking at the wrong source. But no. there's a lot of Star Wars cartoons. Oh like the, yeah, because he did. I mean, it makes Home sense. Wars yeah, stuff, yeah. Because he was Count Dooku. Count Dooku, yeah. Um, yeah. He was the voice of Count Dooku. Yeah. 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 In the the three movies that we don't really watch that much of all the Star Wars movies. 
He was Count Dooku. He was, He was, yeah, like, he the was guy with some, all the swords. Some Tim Burton movies. Yeah. He was in Corpse Bride yeah. and things like that. Edward Scissorhands is on our Christmas wish list. I mean, our Christmas Holly Jolly Molly Christmas movie nice. list. Yeah. Because that's a Christmas movie, right? We should oh, do that one yes. this month, too. Can we talk about... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Billy is a crappy boyfriend. I know. Like... Yeah. Like, he cheated, like, right in front of her face. Kind of cheated. Like, wow, what did I do? You know what? You're right. He should have. He. I don't know that he cheated per se. He was didn't. He was hit on and just awkwardly by his boss, and he was in that weird and situation. He let her hit on him. That's fair. He knew where that was. You know what, Molly? You're not wrong, girl. He knew At where no that was point going. Was he like? Stop, I my girlfriend. girlfriend. That's true. He never once said, "Hey, no, my girlfriend really wouldn't appreciate that." And even when they were in the lobby, and he went to introduce he her, knew. he was just like, "This is Kate." Not this is, this is my, my girlfriend, girlfriend, Kate. Right. Like, this is my live-in person. Yeah, I was thinking that. Mm-hmm. But then again, he's, I mean, to be fair, it's his boss. He's in an awkward lose-lose position, y'all. Like, you're right. You're both 100% right. But there's there's something to be said about the awkwardness of your boss wanting to hit, hit like, hit on you and you not being able to outwardly refuse. The, I mean, it's a, a, a sexual yeah, harassment, right? It's too many movies that I see that happen. That's it's such a trope. You're right. It happens all the time in movies. It's so cringy. Um, but he's also I, he makes her go get the mogwai. First of all, after everything that happened in the first movie, if my boyfriend was like, "Hey, can you go pick up that mogwai?" I'd be like, "No," because a, we're not going down this road again, mm-hmm. and b, I'm not touching that thing. As cute as Gizmo is. I'm not the hot take. I'm not touching. Literally him. didn't recognize him. She picked up the wrong. I don't know that I would recognize him either. He's like, he looks the same. If you switch Noni out with another black lab, it would take a while for me to realize it wasn't. Um, no, it would take me a while. Ex- but that's what I'm saying. Like, the, the switch Gizmo out with one that's slightly... Plus, you don't know what he's been through in the past six years <laughs> since the past movie. That's Maybe true. he's been hitting the bottle too hard, Malls. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, because every Mogwai's dream is to get drunk. <laughs> well, every Mogwai's dream is to get drunk is a really good name for my memoir. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, you know what else? And Jackie, I'm going to give you credit for this. We definitely need to open our own Canadian Mountie-themed restaurant. Yeah, why are there no Canadian cuisine restaurants? They clean the fish at the table. That sounds delightful. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, sometimes it is a random Wednesday afternoon, and I'm like, you know what? I want poutine. I know. I would like poutine. <laughs> I would never say no to poutine. You've eaten poutine. It's poutine. It's like the gravy stuff, right? It's, it's like duck fries. fat. It's french fries and gravy. Yeah, mm-hmm. they cook them in a certain way. Yeah. And then there's the cheese curds mm-hmm. Oh, cool. You have, you didn't like it, but you tried it. Last time we were at the Bastille Day Festival, you, you had some. And yes, we were at a Bastille Day Festival. I call, I, I, we're cultured in this family. What can I tell you? Yeah, I was just in it for the poutine. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and the poutine and the hopes of seeing a mime. Uh, which there were in this movie. <laughs> and apparently Molly, not a fan not of Not a fan of mimes. Molly, why not? You have, you have a trauma with mimes? They creep me out. Like, their makeup is just creep. No, no. And the fact that they just stared blankly at you is not, not good. No, you're right. They are. They are creepy. That's fair. They fall into the creepy clown category. They're like on the. If I had to draw like a a diagram of the creepy clown hierarchy. The red nose too. They have like painted red. A lot of them do. You're right. But like not as scary as like Pennywise or like creepy clowns. But but they just stare like this. That's. You don't like the the stares. What does it for you? And the fact that they're nonverbal. Yeah. I've been trying to sell her on watching Killer Clowns from Outer Space. She keeps vetoing it. Really? It's goofy. It's like, silly. It's really silly. Wait. 
I wasn't scared. I just never wanted to watch it. Uh, fair. Yeah, no, okay. fair. Yeah. No, fair. I get that. Um, so, let's see here. What am I missing? So, I want to take a second to talk about character actors that appear in this movie. Oh. Two of our favorites. <laughs> Dick Miller. National Treasure. Who is... Murray Futterman. He was in the first one. He's yep. in this one. The Futterman's coming back as Mwah. Oh, kiss. I know. What Miller? Dick Miller. Molly. She she brings the highbrow humor to the show, y'all. <laughs> Look at her face. She's so, she's a, we we by my mom's house when we drive by for some. There's a sign outside that says "Dick, we love you." We th- at the church. <laughs> and Kenzie. And Molly have been laughing about this side for, for weeks because it says, Dick, we love you. And then it says, we miss you and we'll see you soon in heaven. <laughs> see you soon. See you soon. Tonight. <laughs> um, no, you know what's funny? <laughs> I forget that there is a small child at the table sometimes. No, That's okay. Friend, Believe me, she hears much worse all the time at school. Yeah, I hear it all the time at school, exactly. You hear DJs? Yeah. Oh, my it's lord. Normal. It's because nothing 11 and 12-year-old boys are obsessed with penis jokes. Uh, In fact, yeah. 11-year-old through about age 80, they're yeah, obsessed probably. with dick jokes. And let's be honest, so are we. <laughs> my, uh, a friend of mine went to Stockton, and I mean, now I'm going back 20 years when we were in college, but there used to be a shopping a center. bath. And he used to... He used to, it, it just was funny because you'd go through the shopping center. It was Dick's and BJ's? It was Dick's, BJ's, and Siemens Rest yep. Center. Oh my god, I know exactly where that yes, place is. Right we yeah, used to, I don't yeah, know if it's still City, it's still, all is those it? places are yeah, still there. Yeah. Dick's, Dick's BJ's, and Siemens. BJ's, and Siemens Rest Center. Yeah. When we go to the sporting store, I feel like I can't say it. I know, it's she'll always be like, it's... we're going to that sporting store, sporting goods store. And I'm like, Dick's? Are we going to See, Dick's? You know what's so funny to me? That like, that word has never had that kind of like connotation because where I grew up there was a huge family and that was their last name Dick yes so like that has never like to me like that does not phase me in the slightest because I'm like I grew up with people with that I got I had a cousin whose name was Dickie growing up so like that was their last name so like to me that word doesn't phase me at all I remember having this conversation before and I'm like yeah that's the last name Dick like that's yeah. nothing to me. Giggity, like, giggity. And I absolutely despise people named Richard, but they call <laughs> You despise people named to Richard? Can, what if there's a Richie Rich, you know? Um, that was my, so my cousin's name is Diego, and everybody calls him Dickie. I don't know why. I'm just call a guy Diego. Um, I hope you apologize to all the Richards who are listening to the show, because you yeah. might have just offended them. Sorry, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> call them their right name. <laughs> I tell you what, I hope a Richard writes in for you. Molly, that's who you're writing for. If you're looking to write a complaint, don't complain to the Jersey Ghouls. Complain to special guest Molly. <laughs> Aside from Dick Miller, Robert Picardo is uh, in this movie. And again, you might sit there and you're like, who is Robert Picardo? Yep, Google you, him. You know him. He's yep. a character actor. He's that guy from that thing. <laughs> you totally have seen him in... Television shows from the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. movies from the 80s and 90s. Always plays very similar characters. Like, he's one of those, he you know? He is absolutely fantastic. Is and he I one of the ones him. who was in the Burbs, too? I don't think no. he was No, the okay, because there's there, such a there Burbs were connection a, here. There were a handful of characters, and it was, like, literally cameos. Yeah. Uh, like, there was the old guy in the beginning who was one of the creepy neighbors next yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The security guard was one of the neighbors that tried to take yeah, him Yeah, one of the main guys, Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, there was definitely some burbs crossover. Oh, for sure. And I, I definitely loved when we did the burbs. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, Warner Brothers actually had said that they kind of sort of purposefully put this movie out on a weekend where they knew it wasn't going to be number one because they wanted Batman to maintain the the top numbers for that like span mm-hmm. of time because Batman comes out late 18 1989 they don't they're like a little embarrassed by gremlins I think <laughs> they don't want Gremlins. and it's funny because the Warner Brothers logo is blasted all over this movie they yeah. even have the Batman joke in the in the yeah, they at one point right symbol. so it's funny that they were, they must have been like when they saw the <laughs> final cut like you know what like they must have been sitting in the movie and been like oh my god that's so good Joe Dante go this is gonna be great and then they saw the final cut they were just like so they were just like all right well fucking roll with it it did do very terribly actually it's funny because i read that um leonard malton's the words he was speaking as the review were the real review he gave of the first gremlins where he was like you know oh it's kind of stupid and it's not like that so it makes it kind of funny that he got eaten by the gremlins while he was slamming the movie with his his real words from his first review but um yeah, no, this movie, for all intents and purposes, wasn't nearly anything like the first one in its success. A lot of it's a very polarizing film too. You either well, love it or you hate it. I was going to ask, like, so now in today's, you know, in in today's, um, no, not in today's, in oh, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. You get it back. Um, so in this day and age, mm-hmm. is this considered a cult classic? Like, is this one of those mm. things where it's like? Oh, you haven't seen part two or like, is there like an underground super fan of part two people? I don't think so. Like Molly, if you go to school tomorrow and you talk about gremlins too, nobody's going to know what you're talking about. Right? Yeah. See, but I don't think yeah. for people hurry. I think it's people our age. No, I, I think I, we I think secretly. That, yeah. Like I think I'm thinking like the 40 to like maybe anywhere between like 45, 35 and 45. Yeah. yeah. I think that age group. It's that's, funny you went 45 to 35, I went 35 to 45. I think that's going to be the age group that has, like, if you ask him, like, The nostalgia for yeah, this movie. Hell yeah, yeah. this is definitely well, We cool grew up with it. Like, I remember watching this on TV. Like, I remember, like, it was a pretty high rotation. Like, yeah, so you're right, but I, I got to be honest, I don't think this this stands the test of time or less. No, and I think it, it calls back to what we talked about in the beginning. This movie made so many... 1990 pop culture references that it's gonna get married it doesn't yeah. stand the test of time because again molly watched it and she has no idea no and she got is. bored yeah you know like she has no idea there were so many references to that time mm-hmm. period that it doesn't whereas the original gremlins it's just a good story it, it is yeah. like when you rely so heavily on the pop culture on the gags right it's a dangerous game it's like watching all those satirical spoofy movies though like I tried to watch Scary Movie with them and so much of like now I do think they should watch Scary Movie too because like let me give you help you with my good hand I think that'll be funny no matter what yes but a lot of the pop culture references yeah. they don't get and so yeah. it makes it so much less funny those are the movies that are really dated they're dated you have to watch them in the moment or yeah it goes over your head yeah or you have to have remembered that time and have nostalgia Mm -hmm. for it because exactly and you know what molly i'm gonna call you i know you halfway through this movie if we were watching it alone you would be like mom you can finish it i'm gonna go watch tiktok videos like for sure right like yeah like you would have 100 bailed if you were not stuck with us for jersey bulls um i have to say as much as I love Gizmo, he's a huge wimp. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tell me more. You're not wrong. Not even when he dresses like Rambo? But he barely even knew that old guy. And he was like in a cage in his house. That's He started fair. crying over him. And then he was crying in the vents instead of finding a way to get out. From the mouths of babes, bro. There you go. You're, <laughs> You're not, not wrong. He's bud. not proactive. He's not. He's that's why Aunt Jackie was victim blaming him. I was. You know, when, when Kate was there getting the wrong mogwai, yeah. he's watching the whole yeah, thing. He could have been like, ah. yeah, make some noise. Like do something to get her attention right. to be like You can whine and cry all night, but when she, in that moment you can't. If can. you don't do anything to change your situation, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk some shit. I'm Just gonna tell talk him some about, bro. legitimate shit. That's about. right. I agree. Molly, you're so, it's so true. As much as I find him adorable, and I would keep him if I had him, but yeah. not like you who would put him out of his misery because oh, yeah. he's too big of a no, liability. I, I, have a, I have a Mogwai pop vinyl. I have a Mogwai stuffy. Like, I, I have my Mogwai She's memorabilia. She's a Mogwai stuffy, too. Yeah. No, I have my memorabilia. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I see. I merchandise. I, my merchandise. My merchandise. I, I got it. I got it. I prefer some Gremlin merchandise. I don't yeah. need, I don't need me. I gotta tell you, the NECA Gremlins have made my day. I have the the one that's dressed like Santa Claus, and I have one that has the beanie cap and the popcorn, and they have a bunch of accessories. And one of them came with Gizmo, and I can take or leave Gizmo. I got you the one with popcorn. You did. Is the one with the popcorn the one that has the puppet? Yes. Me, 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 me. And he gets, doesn't he like get punched? He does. (laughs) You know, it's funny for all of the Gremlins in this movie. Really, there's only like two or three that they give care enough development to for yeah. you to fall. Like the one that's like the bank robber with the mask on his oh head in the God, first one. I God, him. I love him. And like the one with the me, 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 me. Like it's for some reason the characterization of the gremlins in the first one, in my humble opinion, like Spike. Spike is such to me. Stripe. Sp- Stripe sorry, I say I call him Spike every time. Stripe is so epic. Like the, the, I just think the characterization in the first movie. Is yeah, I mean too. this one. They, I think it was clever. The way they had to give the gremlins their character. Like, going to that, like, DNA lab to kind of give them all the... Yeah, things. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the electric and the... Right. But it's still, the vegetable. Like the vegetable gremlins. Like, <laughs> when he picked the olive off of him, I almost that barfed. Was that, that was nasty. nasty. Yeah, I'm not into that whole... Like internet thing where Ugh. people watch people. No, like, I can't watch that stuff. A thousand percent disgusting. I have tryptophobia. I am not here for that. Me kind too. Of shit I can't watch it. All. I can't but, watch it. I won't. But I yeah, like the vegetable gremlin, the, <laughs> the electricity gremlin. I like that there was the intelligence. I liked gremlin. when he was stuck in the phone. That part was funny. Yeah. That part was funny. I like the bat. The bat. The bat. Probably one of, one of my favorite, like aesthetically looking. Yeah, like, the I way agree. They have, like, the, the little looks, upside down part. Bat yeah, part yeah. Like, he looks, and when he turns into a little uh, statue, he looks really the good too. The gargoyle part was yeah. cool. I really liked the gremlin that was like with the vampire. Like, oh yeah, no, me too. That one was good. Yeah, he was like the sharp teeth. Yeah. Yeah, and he had the glasses. He the, wait the smart one. You yeah. like the really smart one? Yeah. Me too. I like the really smart one. I like that he was like, we're we're looking for what everybody wants, civilization. And he's like, well, what does that look like for you? And he takes out the gun and he shoots the other gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> it's and funny because it's true. There's twins in the lab. Wait, the, the guys? The the twins. The ones who dance with Gizmo? Yes. You think they're creepy? They were so huh. creepy. Okay. I see I find them adorable. They were talking like in sync and they were like just really creepy. Do Is there not- a chance that twins creep you out, Molly? <laughs> Twins. So now all Richards and twins are going to be offended. Well, is it okay? <laughs> twins, 
You know twins. I'm just kidding. Exactly. Like you, not all twins. Well, is it identical twins that creep you out? No, because I know which one is identical. <laughs> you do know which one is Just these specific twins creeped you out. Yes. Fair enough, girl. I'm, I'm not here like, to judge. Twins is like those horror movies with the face, with the hair on their faces. Oh, not like the, the rain. Oh, the Shining Twins. Yeah. Oh, the Grady Twins. Oh, the Grady Twins. Okay, so I've clearly traumatized you with twins a little bit. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. on me. My bad. I identical twins in my class. And, and do they creep you out? You no. can tell. Just us and our no. fans. Nobody has got to know. <laughs> no. Okay. So basically horror movie twins. Yeah. These guys were pretty sweet, though. No. Like, okay. They were scary. All right. Fair enough. They, like, danced. No. That okay. was the worst part. They were dancing in sync. Creepy. This is, I want to unpack, we're going to have to unpack this later. This is fascinating. I'm really here for this, okay? All right, noted. I will say one of my favorite satirical elements of this film is the whole fuck you technology. Excuse me, earmuffs at Molly. Oh my God, you, you could just, just say it. Yeah, you're right. If the cameras weren't here, I would just say it and you would just yeah. know better. Um, yeah, the phooey, ah, phooey. That phooey technology. Because I, so I moved into a new office and it's in a building that's supposed to be brand new and it's, one of the things I hate the most is that the lights go off if you don't move enough. So I'll be like sitting there working and all of a sudden the lights will go off. And I'll be like, and I'll like start waving frantically, waving my hands like a Muppet to get the lights to come back on. And inevitably, every time it doesn't work, the sensor doesn't trigger back. I have to go on, stand up and manually click the lights off and on. And it is one of those things that like, listen, it's just a nuisance first world problem, but I just wish my old office with my normal lights that I controlled were back. Wait, and like, wait, the one you have right now, it doesn't... The office I have right now, the lights go off if I sit still for long enough. And even if I never sit that still because I'm always either typing or on the phone or calling somebody in. and Sometimes I'll be sitting there with another person having a meeting and the lights will go off. And I'm a hand talker, so I really don't get it. Because technology is the worst. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's funny what it does. Like, this... This whole building in the movie is like, you know, the smart building where everything is automated and things like that. And I live in a house with some, you know, technology. We have a handful of... You guys are pretty technologically. We're very techie. We have a handful of the Alexas and they control many things. And there's so much stuff that I control for my phone that, you know, with a click of a button right now, I can change the temperature of my house and turn on every single light kind of thing. And... It's funny that, like, even so much as as our shopping list, like, all we have to do is shout out what we want to put on our shopping list, and A-L-E-X-A puts it on our shopping list for us, kind of thing. Yeah. And even things like turning on and off lights. Like, I remember when we first got it, I'm like, well, what's the difference if I just, like, I, I don't need something to automatically do it. I can get up and turn a light on and off. Right, but right. now that we but now that it, you have it, it's it's like the, yeah. in the movie, all the crap that's supposed to be good for you, then but doesn't just, work. You just keep moving. But I do. What do you want me to sit there and do jumping jacks yeah. on my desk? Like what? And it's good exercise. Well, thank well, you. Thank like, you. That's like the, the Fitbit thing where it buzzes. Yeah, it tells you, me to get it up. Tells yeah. you to get up. I'll tell you what. I do use that pretty no, regularly. So I I have something on my phone that will kind of be like, hey. Get up. Walk yeah, around. take a walk. Yeah, get up. Me too. And, you know, and then sometimes it's just like, all right, like my office is not very large, so I can't really walk around my office. Yeah. But like I'll get up and 
you know, take, you know, it's like, okay, let me go take the garbage out. Kind yeah, of just, thing. Something, like, just something. Yeah. To get myself moving. I'm lucky that I can go for laps in the school and it's easy. Yeah. I'm, I'll tell you what though. One of the biggest struggles in, in this transition has been, because like when you're teaching, you're on your feet all day, you're moving, you have this mm-hmm. big room, you have all this space. Now I'm like living the office life and yeah. it's, it's hard. I mean, there are times when my thing says, get up and move. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. Yeah. You realize I don't like when it, I don't like when my app tells me how long I've been sitting. Same. And same. I'm like, dude, and don't shame me. Yeah. <laughs> It's rare that it happens, but when it does, I'm great. I'm grateful for it because there have been days where I've just been so busy writing and like catching up on paperwork that I'm like, yeah, I've been sitting here for four hours. Gremlins, this is not a lot of meat on this bone, you know. It's to me, I like this movie. This movie is a fun, good time. Oh, always. Clearly, nothing like the original, but it's still. I will always go back to this franchise and enjoy it. Oh, same. Hey, Molly. Yeah. I want to thank you for being on Jersey Girls. This is your first official Jersey Girls appearance. What, quick, what's your favorite horror movie so far? Like, that, that we've watched, yeah. Like, if I were like, put on your favorite horror movie, what are you putting on? Uh, Halloween. Ooh, solid choice, the original, yeah? Yeah. What's your favorite horror Christmas movie? <laughs> I thought Anna and the Apocalypse, yeah. yeah, yeah we're totally, okay. Yeah, because I, I know you don't like Krampus. No. No, I think she won't admit it to me, but I think she finds it creepy. No, I don't, but it's just dumb. It's just all right, fair enough. Fair. We are going to watch The Shining, which now I'm thinking twice about because the Grady Twins have clearly been a pretty important <laughs> moment in your life. Um, I'm trying to think of a Black Christmas you're not ready for. Last year we started it and you well, got wigged out. Year, you got the wiggies. Last year I was different. You were only nine. What did you know back then? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's fair. You're double, double digits, digits now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. thank you for being on. Molly, tell them where they can find you. Oh, wait, you're not allowed to be on social media. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you want to take us home? <laughs> Well, we are very thankful. Well, thank you for humoring me, Ed Jackie. No, we had a good time. (laughs) Molly has been wanting to be on, and we thought this was a perfect opportunity. Ever since the candy episode two years ago. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. We hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us chat about Gremlins 2. Don't forget to check us out on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Just search Jersey Ghouls, and you will find us there. You can also find us at jerseyghouls.com. All right. Thank you for being on. Any last words for the audience? Adios. Oh, adios. That's not how we say goodbye on the Jersey Ghouls. We go, bye-bye. Ah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 